Hey, this is Helen Paradise from SoCal, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the Barbecue Central Show, the show where we talk about all things that are important in the world of barbecue. From big-name interviews with competitors on the barbecue circuit, grill manufacturers and pit makers, to advice on cooking brisket and ribs, you'll find it all right here on the Barbecue Central Show. Your host, Greg Rempe, is a backyard barbecue and grilling fanatic and loves to talk about his passion, which many of us share together. You can learn more about barbecue and grilling by visiting Visiting the website, thebbqcentral.com. Now, let's get in the smoke. Here's your program host, Greg Rempe. Hey gang, welcome to another edition of the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. It's the show that talks about all things important to the world, the barbecue and grilling, broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It's rapidly becoming known as the barbecue capital of the North Coast, and we are locked and loaded for another great show. If it has to do with outdoor live fire cooking or grilling or barbecue, anything with flames around it or burning embers or smoking wood, you're going to find it all right here, and it happens each and every Tuesday on these specific media outlets, the Mothership, Barbecue Central Radio Networks, the BBQCentralShow.com. Also, live feed exclusive on OutdoorCookingChannel.com. First hour always carried by the main uh, original syndicate of the show, LATalkRadio.com. And, of course, if you have mobile devices, if you have smartphones, iPads, maybe not iPads. Yeah, iPads, because you can get it. TuneIn Radio is an app you want to get. It's across all platforms, RIM, Android, iOS, um, a other ones that I can't seem to remember right now. But if you have a smartphone and it's not HP or Windows 7, I believe, you can go into your marketplace and look for TuneIn Radio. It's a free app. You can install it as long as you have a suitable data plan. You will be able to stream the audio portion of the show live right wherever you are, whether it be in your living room, whether you be tooling down the road. First person that calls me tooling down the road listening to TuneIn Radio wins a prize. Just as easy as that. I want to hear what it's like. It's like you're listening to me on the real radio, and you're doing it right through the convenience of your smart package. All right, smart package. That's funny. Uh, you are locked in for a great show tonight, and let me tell you what's happening. But first, uh, before I tell you who is going to be on tonight, and there's plenty of big-name top men in barbecue industry coming on the show tonight, two ways to get in touch with the show if you want to do it, 877 448 Zero four three three. It's toll free. It always is, and it's always been free. And it's on me eight seven seven four four eight zero four three three. Also, Greg at the BBQ Central Show dot com is the email address. If you don't want to call in, you'd rather write it out. More than happy to read it. It all gets on the air, no matter what. And if you call into the show, there's no warm up person. There's no screener. As long as you're hearing audio, you're hearing me talking, you're going to be on. Your level might not be up, but when I go to you, just be ready to, to bring it strong. That's all I ask for. 877-448-0433, Greg, at thebbqcentralshow.com. Here's what's happening on the show tonight, coming up in about 11 minutes from now. A guy who has made a number of appearances here in the last six weeks, and he just took home the the inaugural Sam's Club Invitational World Championship Series of the Universe Joe Beelan from Tippy Canoe Barbecue. So we'll be talking to him about that uh, great win. And then, of course, we're heading into one of the biggest events during the course of the season, the Jack Daniels. So we'll 
see how he is feeling after garnering the American Royal Invitational win, turning around, winning the Sam's Club Invitational in the, in the overall championship, and now pointing to Lynchburg this coming weekend. He's got to be feeling very good about that. Uh, 35 past the hour, we're going to be joined by KCBS president Candy Weaver, who also happens to own Barbecuers Delight. You would recall last week we were reviewing a particular event in St. Louis when we had Stephanie Wilson on talking about the event and how it came 10 grand short of the purse. That was announced to Cooks two hours prior to turn in on Saturday and uh, the fallout that has been still filtering out. Did people get paid yet? But more importantly, this is why I wanted to have Candy on. What's expected of KCBS? What's expected of an organizer when these two get together and strike a deal? Uh, what can you expect, and perhaps more importantly, what can you not expect from a sanctioning body? Guarantees of purse, non-guarantees of purse, what happens if money falls short, all that good stuff. We're going to talk to Candy Weaver about that. Loading in for the second hour, a monthly guest and somebody I love to talk barbecue with. Your favorite monthly guest in mine, no, not Ted Reader. He's American, and he is. Meathead Goldwyn is going to be joining me. We're going to be talking about a very unique topic with Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. That is the stall. Something that people fear, something people talk about, something that people have hypothesized for low these many years. And Meathead has put scientific pencil to paper, and we're going to be talking about that for the second hour as well. So completely loaded. Hey, uh, by the way, Joe Beeland is in. Joe, check it out. I did this last time before you uh, won the American Royal Invitational. Got the uh, Tippy Canoe barbecue shirt on. How about that? I need another one. I got a little paint on it. So uh, it's extra large. Just send it where you sent the first one. Uh, so karma is going out to you, Joe, wearing the shirt for you tonight, buddy. Hopefully we can keep this whole ball rolling. We'll be talking to you here in just a couple minutes. So there you go, 877-448-0433. Email greg at the com. That's how it's playing out this evening. Now, before we get into any of this barbecue bull crap and all this other stuff, I need to make a special announcement. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, 14 years ago today, 14 years ago today, my wife allowed me to make the best decision I've ever made in my life and married me. 14 years. I think in this day and age, that might as well be 57 years of marriage, and uh, it has been the most glorious 14 years of my life. She has provided me with children. She has provided me with a home. She has provided me with income uh, as I was <clears throat> displaced worker and still busting. Actually, me going back to work has actually uh, caused her to probably work at least 10 times harder than she was when I wasn't working. Uh, but uh, I, I love my wife, Becky, who has uh, not made an appearance here on the show. But we've talked about it. We've talked about it now. So she might be on at some point. Um, but I, I love you, and thank you very much for doing me the honor of becoming my wife. 14 years. I can't believe it's been 14 years. Three kids, the house, no dogs. We'll get into that maybe in the second hour. Uh, but we are uh, back and better than ever, strong, and uh, what can I say? I love her a lot. And I just wanted to make a special mention that uh, today marks 14 years. One more year will be 15 years uh, as well. Uh, you know, I'm a very good mathematician as well. So, Becky, honey, I love you. Thank you. Waving from the peanut gallery. 
one other thing before we uh, go into break and talk about Shane Draper's rub. It's become apparent to me that uh, I am indeed, as much as I have tried, and I have to tell Craig this when he's on, ooh, meathead, I mean. I am a snob of barbecue. I hate to say it, I'm a snob. I was in Washington, D.C. this past weekend and ate at a restaurant called well, what the hell was it? Red, Hot, and Blue. Evidently, this is a chain restaurant. I did check in via Foursquare and got some feedback as I was debating what I should have. And I think that it could be some of the worst restaurant barbecue I've ever had in my life. I thought it was going to be at least potentially good. I got some really good immediate feedback, uh, so I went with the dry ribs. Uh, I was happy to see they were St. Louis cut style, which is my favorite. Lots of meaty rib meat on the bones. And it had some seasoning over the top of it, but five minutes in, these things were uh, well overcooked, dry. The outside, I don't know if I, if, it's, if it's bark on top of the rib, but it was like crusty and you flipped it over and the, it kind of had still a little bit of a brisket end on one side of those St. Louis styles. It was not good. As a matter of fact, it was bad now. So it was not very good. I would highly recommend not going to Red, Hot, and Blue, at least uh, in the one in... I mean, what the hell was the name? Uh, Herndon, Virginia, I believe it was, uh, on Center Center Mill or Centerville Road. Stay away from it like the plague. It's bad. However, I do have to give it uh, high compliments on the fact that this place has nailed it on soft drinks and French fries. Great crispy French fries with nice seasoning, but more important than that, they have hit it when it comes to soft drinks. Individual size pitchers. For your soft drinks. It's fabulous. It's probably like seven or eight glasses all in there. It's taken a lot of work off of the server, who doesn't have to keep checking back two, three, four minutes to refill the uh, the whole deal. Got to be one of the best ideas ever. So I have to give Red Hot and Blue credit for that with the uh, personalized soft drink pitchers. Now, if we have to work on that with the beer. Personalized beer pitchers would be even better. So stay away from Red Hot and Blue. But don't stay away from Draper's Barbecue, gang. That's right. Draper's Barbecue is a third-generation barbecue company located in western Kentucky. In between Memphis and Kansas City, Shane Draper wanted to create a line of products that represented both cities as well as the flavor profiles from his home. Draper's Smoking Sauce is a savory with a touch of sweetness, tangy with some heat. Its balanced yet complex blend of spices is just at home on the competition trails. It is grilling in your backyard. Smoke and Sauce has brought some has brought home several trophies this year on ribs and chicken and is on the forefront line in the battles against overly sweet flavor profiles, which I hate. Don't bring that sweet over to me. Draper's Barbecue also has a fantastically versatile rub, simply known as AP Rub. The AP is short for all purpose, like you didn't know. It has a great flavor enhancer on any of these proteins, but it can also be used on popcorn, french fries, salads, onion rings, soups, chowders, Chex Mix, baked potatoes, and in the dredges for frying fish, perhaps even chicken. Your imagination is the only limitation. AP's rub, balance of savory, salty, sweet, and heat makes it great on virtually anything. Now, the smoke and sauce and AP rub are great products on their own, 
but look, they really shine when you use them together. The dovetail of the two flavor profiles makes a completely different and even more complex profile that will keep the judges thinking about your entry long after they have put it down. We'll make them come back for maybe second and even third bites. Forget about it. The mix of the two was designed to have a roller coaster effect on the palate that swings the taster through all parts of their taste buds. Now, you can find Drapers at three different locations here on the interwebs. Of course, the main base, DrapersBBQ.com. You can also find them at Friend of the Show, Barbecue Addicts, which is BBQAddicts.com, or at BBQProShop.com, all trusted Drapers resources. Obviously, Drapers Barbecue is a trusted resource. It's his site. Also, look for Drapers Barbecue on the Facebook and on the Twitter. Shane is always available for questions and to help competitors with flavor profiles. Do you have a local store? Attention, please. Attention, Central Lakes. Do you have a local store that you would want to have carry Draper's products in it? Send Shane an email at info at drapersbbq.com. They're always adding stores and new markets, and you, with this winning tip, could earn yourself from free swag. That's hard to say. Look, get it at drapersbbq.com. Drapers Barbecue, when they say three generations of pride and flavor in a bottle, they mean it. Drapersbbq.com. Get your sum today. We're going to be back with Joe Beeland in just two minutes. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, coming up on 14 past the hours, the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Welcome back, 877-448-0433. Email greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. 35 past the hour, KCBS President Candy Weaver going to be talking about the fallout from the St. Louis contest. What you can expect if you're an organizer from KCBS, what you can expect as well. Second hour, Meathead Goldwyn going to be talking about the stall. However, my first guest tonight has already won the American Royal Invitational this year. This past weekend, they walked away with the inaugural Sam's Club National Barbecue Championship title. And he is heading down to the Jack Daniels this weekend with all of the momentum you could possibly want, making his, I believe, third appearance in less than six weeks, a rapidly growing favorite here on the show. And pitmaster of Tippy Canoe Barbecue, it's Joe Beeland. Joe, how are you, buddy? Yeah. Joe, you're having a time of it now, aren't you? Yeah. Oh. Joe, I'm going to have to call you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you right back. I'm going to call you right back. Sound like Darth Vader there for a damn second. Hold on a second. We've got to do this right. There's no way. Bing, bang, bow. Uh-oh. This is what happens when we don't have landline telephones anymore. That's what's the problem these days is all of this great uh, architecture. And by architecture, I mean uh, technology. Doesn't replace the uh, landline. Very- all right, let's head back over. Joe Beeland from Tippy Canoe. Joe, how are you? Joe. Hey. Hey. Are you on a cell phone? No, I'm not. I'm on my home phone. Uh-oh. This is my problem then. Uh-oh. <laughs> anyway, it sounds like we're... Uh... Oh, boy. Wow. Joe. 
Yeah. All right, let's try this, Joe. Uh, can you? I don't know if you can even hear me, but uh, try this number. Uh, 216-220-0966. Call me right back if you can. 216-220-0966. And uh, we'll see if it reverses back. I'll wait for you. We got all the time in the world, Joe. It's not like you just won uh, Sam's Club event or anything. I hope this isn't a uh, uh, foreshadowing on what's to come with the rest of the phone interviews. Hate that. Man, you never know. Look at this guy, Alan Hedrick. Buddy, welcome. Holla and swallow right there, Pitmaster. Joe. Craig, any better? Yeah, we got it, baby. <laughs> so, anyway, after that hearty intro and uh, I got Darth Vader responses back, uh, man, you got to be feeling it right about now, right, Joe? Oh, man, I tell you, if anybody doubts the power of uh, <laughs> the Barbecue Central show, <laughs> uh, karma is rocking right now, man. Uh, I will, uh, I'll take it. No doubt about it. Joe Beelan joining us here from Tippy Canoe Barbecue, just winning the Sam's Club National Barbecue Championship title this past weekend. Uh, Joe, Sam's Club champ, feelings after being away from it from a few days, you know, just kind of the event itself, and uh, maybe give us a, a path of how you got there. Sure, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it was it was an amazing weekend. It, it kind of it doesn't hasn't sunk in. It probably won't until sometime this winter. It's uh, it, it's been a run that uh, uh, I couldn't fathom that we could we could go on. Um, so it's it's just been been fun. You know, our, our journey through the Sabs was a little adventurous. We started out really well, cooking kind of in our backyard here, up uh, in the suburb of the Twin Cities, up in Minnesota, and and uh, cooked really well and just got our Bunch kicked by True Bud. Um, the folks are out of out of the Kansas City area. We got we got reserve, but reserved by like thirteen or fourteen points. And uh, uh, we cooked, cooked well that weekend, obviously, and, and that that helped uh, get us get get our reserve there and, and get into the Indianapolis region. Uh, came through the Indianapolis region, which which you know at the time I cooked that contest, I thought was the the toughest contest I'd cooked this year uh, out in India. A lot of really good cooks out there as well. Of course, needed a top ten. Uh, sat through the whole award ceremony without a call in in Indianapolis, and I uh, get to brisket, and uh, I thought the brisket was on, and and uh, sure enough, it was. I think we we had a tied for first, or or just missed first, end up with the second place brisket with a really high score, uh, which carried us, saved us. Uh, we ended up sixth in the uh, in the regional, which of course was the kind of the the mission there for those regionals. I don't know how everybody else approached them, but that was our approach that weekend was don't screw anything up and, and advance to the final to, you know, be in that lottery, so to speak, with a one in fifty shot at thirty five K and obviously it went the way we wanted it to, so Absolutely. Sounds like a great uh, Minnesota via Indiana via Bentonville and then walking away with it all. Uh total prize money within those three, what does uh Tippy Canoe collect? Um if uh, this this weekend was um you know, a little, uh, I think it was right at 38,000 bucks. And I think we got three, uh, out of the other two combined. So yeah, it's a, you know, it's, it's a $40,000 adventure, uh, in a prize money category. So pretty, pretty amazing. Think right. about that. When I started this three years ago, 
you tell me I, I could make that money cooking three contests, uh, I laughed at you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Joe Bealen joining us here on the show. Now, uh, let's be truthful here, Joe, because then this is something I wasn't even going to ask about, but since I kind of threw it out there, I figured we'll just follow this road just for a few minutes. $41,000 certainly seems like a lot of money. Uh, you do it over the course of three different weekends, so, I mean, you could break it out to, you know, roughly you know, $13,000, $14,000 a weekend if you wanted to, because obviously last weekend was a big payout. But there's a lot of expense in doing these competitions. This isn't like $41,000 bankrolled and, you know, collecting interest. Now, you have travel, you have room, you have entry fees, you have all this other stuff that you have to pay for. Absolutely. You know, I think, uh, um, you know, it's definitely going to help and, and going to give us some seed money for the future, um, which is, is going to be nice. But, uh, yeah, I'll be real honest with you. We got to a point in, in July after a drought of about six weeks where it was – it was, we better win some money. I'm not sure how we're going to do this anymore. You know, it gets to that point where it's an expensive hobby, and, and uh, I'm not taking out of a family living or anything else to do it, you know. So I've, I've got to use my fun money uh, that I've got set aside uh, personally and, and then winnings to, to finance this thing. And, and you're right. It's, it's, it's a, an incredibly expensive hobby and with what, with what meat and, uh, and gas has done. It's, uh, it's certainly something you've, you've got to you got to work at and and uh, and enjoy to do it because it's 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 expensive. You know, I've got a neighbor who races cars on dirt tracks around here, and he's the same way. You know, he does it because he loves it, not for the money. And barbecue's the same way. Even even though we've obviously come off a really good few weeks, it's uh, it's still a a, a game of dollars and cents you got to play. Yeah, that's right. Finance first. Now we look at the turn-in specifically here. We'll start with chicken. I don't want to say you bombed chicken, but when you look at the rest of the scores that you got for the other three categories, uh, no call in chicken. So initial thoughts right off the bat, were you happy with chicken and the way it turned in? Were you not happy with it? And what was your gut? Yeah, you know, chicken's been our worst category. We made some major adjustments in August, and it bounced back really nicely. I, I thought we cooked well. It, it uh was about the same as our 14th place chicken in the American Royal Open. I thought uh, it, it looked the same, tasted the same to me. But uh, uh, but that's it, always um, you know our, been our weakest category, like I said historically. So it it really made me. I was nervous after not getting a chicken call in that crowd. Uh, I was nervous, especially I I hadn't. Um, I was concerned about the brisket. If you'd asked me right after turn-ins. Uh, I'd have told you, you know, our pork was our best category, ribs a close second, uh, chicken in there, and then the brisket concern, Matt. I thought it was a touch overcooked or, or might have been. All right, ribs are next. You get a call six, so, you know, top ten call. Going to help that uh, chicken I'm gonna call or non-call out a little bit. Uh, how did the ribs feel for you that night? Yeah, the the ribs uh, I thought were, were spot on. Uh, you know, they scored in a, a 176 range, so they really scored well. It's interesting, through the award ceremony, Troy – uh, had, had indicated that the, I think, fifth, fourth, and third place ribs right ahead of us had tied at 177 and change wow. as a score. So I kind of had that in my mind uh, that, okay, you know, that we're, we're probably right in there. I figured it would be a close comp. So, so you know, I was, I was kind of doing that math of, okay, probably in the 175, 176 range on ribs, and I felt really good about that. All right, next is pork. Second place call in pork. So, probably from getting a little nervous from not getting a call at the first category, now having two top ten calls, six and a second. Momentum's probably starting to build a little bit your way now all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, we got the got the pork call. Um, I felt felt really good about our pork. It was just rock solid. It's been on, and it was on again. And uh, so when we... 
when we got that call, and again, I believe he announced that there were some ties, um, you know, middle of the pack in the 174 5 range. So, again, I knew that uh, that the score was big. Uh, and really, uh, after that, that port call, uh, then then I, I felt good, uh, really worried about brisket now, focused on that. And I think I said to my wife, as they were starting to brisket calls, that hey, get, a, get a brisket call and we got a shot. All right, so we come to brisket and you get that fifth place brisket call. When you get that call, knowing that you've had three top ten calls, you don't know where your chicken is. Where are you thinking before we, you know, before I ask you the inevitable question as I start calling overall? How are you feeling about the four categories as a whole now? Uh, it was interesting. Troy didn't call the first places in any category. Uh, he saved those for the end. So I think in my mind I was thinking we had three calls. Grog and Hogs had three calls. Yeah. A bunch of teams had one or two with all the first places remaining. And I'm thinking, you know, I, I, honestly, I was thinking i got to avoid one team getting two first places. That's, that's the first goal here. we gotta, you know, we got we to gotta dodge that bullet. Right. So that's kind of where my, where my mind was at that point. All right, so they call overall teams, and uh, you get grand champion. Was it similar to American Royal where when you're not called for reserve, you're wondering how bad the chicken tanked off for you? Yeah, it, it actually, because we had some of the, the numbers, I was doing some quick math in my head, thinking, you know, I was doing this well, as long as my chicken was, you know, in the in the upper 160s, you know, that's going to give me a 700, or should, and, uh, you know, based on what I knew about the other three, and I thought, man, if the 700's not enough to win this contest, then, uh, you know, I guess so be it. Uh, but I had done that math, uh, I knew Grog and Hogs had three, by this time I knew True Bud, had a first and a second, and my uh, my my good friend Ryan and Sonny with uh, big T's, they had two really good calls as well. So I kind of had it in my mind that that was the top four. Um, we get through uh, through fourth place, third place is big T's, and now there's only of those teams I had just identified. There's there's uh, three teams left for two spots, and I, I you know I knew somebody's going to be really disappointed somebody got 11th and the other two of us are going to be very happy and and uh so as they get to the last the you know the, the final call grogs and hoggies reserve uh, it came to us and and uh I, I honestly at that point thought we got 11th i thought well wow. that's i think uh true blood had a first and a second and they've been just cooking solid all year and and uh and i thought i thought we had i thought we'd missed it and uh it was funny when he was calling calling uh uh, the awards he was starting with towns you know from Ames, iowa etc yeah. well i live in the town of st ansker iowa not the easiest thing to pronounce <laughs> so troy instead of saying st ansker i was listening for the saint he says north and that finishes with iowa and i tell you what that threw me off when i heard the north i was like oh no <laughs> until i until i heard the the iowa behind it and i knew it was us and and obviously the celebration began, but it was. Uh, I, I want to give a shout out to the True Bud guys too. I, I, like I said, I knew they they were probably thinking they were right there. I know several other people approached me afterwards, and and uh, they they cooked their butts off, and and uh, you know obviously came up a little short there, but they handled it with class, and and uh, they're great guys. So Joe Beelan from Tippy Canoe Barbecue joining us here on the show. If you want to check out their website, TippyCanoeBBQ.com is the place to go. Uh, probably the worst question I could possibly ask at this time, Joe, but 
you won the American Royal Invitational, and you know the teams that you competed up against there. Uh, I guess technically uh, 50 teams more, 50, 60 teams more than what you did at Sam's. However, Sam's Club was a different event. You had to go to your your uh, local area, then you had to go to the regionals, and then you had to go on to the finals and cook against all of the best that were competing. And this was a really ramped-up competition. I think Sam's Club did a very good job at promoting it and using KCBS to get the word out, and a lot of people are trying to get in all different places. So when you look at the two competitions, I know I'm long-winded in asking this question. Which one do you like better and why? Um, you know, I, I'll give you the, <laughs> the Blakely correct answer is I like them both a lot. <laughs> right. uh, they, they were both, they're both really, really awesome victories. They're, you know, they're, they're special or interesting or cool for different reasons. Uh, but uh, for me, the Sam's victory um, probably meant a little more. It was... You know, we're, we're a new team, Greg. We've, you know, I was talking with Darren with Iowa Smokey D's. He's, he's won more contests than I've cooked up until the last few months. And, and uh, you know, you kind of get this, well, did, did we get lucky? Did we, you know, hit the right tables? It takes a little of that at the Royal. And we, we always cook good in that area. And, and uh, so to, to follow it up in a tournament with, you know, 50 master judges and teams from all over the country and judges from all over the country and on that stage, uh, maybe it was a little personal validation or a little okay. We, you know, we 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 are cooking well. We did deserve this, and and that was was fun to fun to have that feeling. So uh, that's uh, obviously winning the American Royal. Will I will never forget that, and that was something that uh, the build up to that um, was was just incredible as well. But uh, the Sabs one, it, it was probably for me a little bit of uh, a little bit of this is real. So when you look at the list in the finals. And you look at where you were taking Grand Champion, you look at the bottom, who took last. 49 points separate you at Grand Champ and last place. Is this like the closest event you've ever been involved in when you look at results from top to bottom? Yep, absolutely. We um, won a contest in Wisconsin last year with two less points than the 50th place team had um, in, in Bentonville this weekend. So, yeah, I don't think I've ever been a part of anything that was that, was that close to the top. You know, I think two points separated uh, third from seventh in the overall. Um, so just incredibly close. Are you confident that KCBS and Sam's are going to be able to build on the success of this inaugural event and draw more teams and, and potentially more you know outsider interest at this event? I, I, I think so. I definitely see it. You know, they obviously the marketing machine that is Sam's and and uh, and Walmart. They. Uh, they were out in full force, and they had sponsors there, um, you know, McCormick's, Tyson's, et cetera, uh, national companies that they support in their stores and support them. And and uh, they walked them out at the VIP party and let them all talk and, and uh, really built the excitement. And, and uh, they, they kind of, you know, of course, no official announcements, but they, they very much indicated they were, they were interested in making this thing bigger and better for the future. Uh, more teams, um, you know, more more places, all that kind of stuff kept coming up throughout the weekend. So they're excited about it, which is awesome for competition barbecue. I think, I think this this thing could really take off um, with the excitement they're generating with corporate sponsors with real money to spend uh, to attract you know our business people who cook outside. That's that's really their their market, and they see that as as uh, if they can teach more people to cook outdoors, they can uh, they can capitalize on on uh, you know on the sales of those folks. So Joe Beelan from Tippy Canoe Barbecue joining us here on the show, talking about the win this past weekend. 
All right, Joe, so we're building into this coming week, and it doesn't get any easier for you. Jack Daniels is uh, just a few hours away. You're going to be uh, probably heading down there in uh, maybe a day or two. Given the wins that you've had, Sam's Club this past weekend, American Royal before that, are you feeling more confident than ever about potentially winning the Jack Daniels at this point, or are you thinking that you've started to start using up some of the wins already? <laughs> yeah, well, I, uh, first off, you can't tell. I, I, I feel like crap. <laughs> Number one, I've uh, too much too, too much excitement, too much travel, not enough sleep, and uh, I'm, I'm on more more steroids than uh, than Barry Bonds and Martin McGuire in, in the late '90s here, trying to get better. Uh, so hopefully, nobody turns me in for juice into the KCBS. But uh, we're uh, I try to try to get over that illness and get get ready to rock again. But uh, it's it, it seems unbelievable to me that this that this happened. You know, we've We've won the last four weekends we've cooked. You know, we, we won two grands prior to the Royal. Um, so to, to think it could keep going is, is probably unlikely. The Jack is its own animal. There's so much going on there uh, with, uh, with the teams that are there, um, you know, and the, the quality of competition, and everybody's going to bring their A game. So uh, obviously can't, couldn't feel any better about the way we're cooking, uh, but, but I, I'm not foolish enough to know there's not a lot of things going on there that uh, – um, you know, it, it's going to take a heck of a good cook to win that thing. Will you make any chicken changes before you head down? Um, yeah, I think we are. We're going to do um, a, a slight adjustment in some sauce um, just from from a gut feeling I have. So we're going to see if it pays off or not. All right, and final prediction. Asked you the last time you bumped it up 5% from 10 to 15. You won <laughs> Sam's this past weekend, Joe. Are you bumping up your prediction for winning? Uh, sure. Why not? I think the, the the Carver's with me. I got something, some momentum on my side. I'll, I'll uh, I still think uh, there's a lot that has to go right, but I'll throw 25 percent on All that, right. baby. We're up 15 uh, percent from the original. It's uh, Joe Beeland, <laughs> Tippy Canoe Barbecue, TippyCanoeBBQ.com is the web address. Joe, congratulations, Con- uh, success. Hopefully, coming uh, this weekend to you at the Jack. If you win, I'd like to turn you again for like your tenth trip to the show in uh, two weeks. Uh, but uh, we wish you good luck, and uh, always appreciate the time. Thanks, Greg. Good luck to everybody out there at the Jack this weekend. Have a safe trip, and we'll see you Thursday night. All right, there he is. It's Joe. Joe! <laughs> who's, cooking, who's cooking hotter than that guy right now? And I'm not talking hot and fast. Watch out for him. But he's right. Jack Daniels is a, uh, is a different monster. So uh, I'm sure other teams are not looking forward to competing against him. Who would be? But... We'll see how it goes. Definitely momentum on his side. I wouldn't want to be the guy that is uh, pitching <laughs> pitching my tent next to Joe Beeland and the team at Tippy Canoe, that's for sure. Again, quick reminder about my friends over in Warminster, Pennsylvania, the longest-running sponsor of the show, the Barbecue Guru. That's right. Makers of automatic temperature control devices. They have four to choose from, the Procom 4 Wireless, the Cyber Q2, the DigiQ DX, and the Nano Q. But they also make a great cooker called the Onyx Oven. Now, this is a cabinet-style smoker. It is ridiculously insulated, which means that it is fuel-efficient. Look, we want hybrid cars. We want to insulate our homes to keep heat in. We want everything to be efficient. We replace our windows. Why wouldn't you do yourself a favor if you're in the market for a cooker, whether you be a competition team, whether you be like me, a backyard hackademic ramic? I just made that up. Don't anybody use that. I just made that up. I'm going to trademark it overnight. Sons of bitches. 
why wouldn't you take a look at the Onyx Up? You go to barbecueguru.com. That's bbqguru.com. And then read about all the features and benefits of this cooker. Then you need to call in to Bob or solicit him by email and get your pricing. See what it's all about. Here's what I like best about the Onyx oven. It is highly portable. So if you're a one-man competition cooking team, and a lot of teams are, you have the ability of breaking it down and putting it in your trunk or your minivan or your pickup truck or whatever it is, probably two or three for that matter. And you can go ahead and just be a one-man crew. Easy to lift, easy to go. Now, maybe you're a backyard guy looking to start feeding the neighborhood. You want to do some catering gigs on the side. This thing has the capacity to hold a ton of food, more than enough than what you're going to need to feed your block party or a birthday or a bach mitzvah or whatever the case may be. It's holding half pans, full pans, and again, on a full load of charcoal with one of these four automatic pit temperature control devices from the Barbecue Guru, you could be looking at 24, 26, 30 hours of burn time before you're having to reload. It doesn't get more fuel efficient than that. That's what I'm talking about, and that's why you need to go to the Barbecue Guru to check it out for automatic pit temperature control devices, cookers, other accoutrements that'll make your barbecue and grilling life easier. You find them online at bbqguru.com, bbqguru.com, or you call them toll-free on the telephone, 800-288-GURU. It's the good folks over at the Barbecue Guru. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks. Coming back with Candy Weaver from KCBS. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, new shot band, suburban voice record. Let's go! I'm an outlaw, give me two shots. We don't need a radio, bring a jukebox. For my outlaws, bring me three shots. We can raise hell before the speed stops. I'm a whiskey drinking SOB. If you don't like that, then you won't like me. I'm an outlaw. Oh, that's right, we're all outlaws. Little Moonshine Bandits, in case you were wondering. We had Big Tex on the show like a month. Was it a month ago now? Big Tex was bringing it. Yes, uh, that. well, that's not Colt Ford rapping right now. He does it in the back of the third verse, I think. Colt Ford. Check him out. Thanks again to Joe Beelin from Tippy Canoe for joining us here on the show, talking about the Sam's Club win. That was awesome. Who's Who's hotter than him right now? I don't know who's hotter than him. However, as promised, joining me now to talk a little bit about the St. Louis event that took place uh, two weeks ago, but more on KCBS side of things and what one can expect when getting sanctioning from this organization, it is none other than the current president, the KCBS owner of Barbecuers Delight, friend of the show, Candy Weaver. Candy, how are you? Candy? This is not good. Candy. Yeah. That worked well. <laughs> All right, we'll try it again. Hold on a second. How can I how can I not be calling am I not able to call out? Have I been put on restriction? Oh shysters. That's not a good sound. <laughs> All right. 
And I always hate to start. No, listen, Frank, I'm going to watch all the porn I want. I'm a man. I'm almost 40. Who is she on the phone with? Who in the f*** is she on the phone with? Mother You're going to pick up that phone and answer it. You're going to be in some deep sh- It's just a little fun. I'm not really swearing. Well, all right. So anyway, we were talking with Candy Weaver on the clock. I had this all these lists of questions to ask her. I was going to be probing, but professional. Kind of like a doctor. Never mind. Uh, who is cooking more on top of the game than Joe Beelan right now? Anybody want to take side wagers on Joe's chances? Hello? Candy, it's Greg. Hey, Greg. Hey. How are you? I forgot. You on the phone with somebody else? How dare you? No, I've been watching the debate. Hold on, I'm going to shut it off. Debate? Forget the debate. The show is on. I'm sorry. Outrageous. Okay. All right. I'm on. All right, here we go. Now, uh, so let me go ahead and uh, set the record straight here. Uh, the conversation tonight going to be more focused on KCBS, what it does, what it doesn't do when given sanctioning to a contest. But first, is there anything that you can tell us, uh, if anything, about what has uh, transpired over in St. Louis? Well, in St. Louis, first of all, I'd like to step back a minute. Sure. And in the 25 years that KCBS has been sanctioning contests, uh, going back through history, St. Louis was the eighth occasion that this had happened, or something like this has happened, where uh, it, it, it comes up within a certain period of time and the organizer doesn't have the funds to make the payout. You know, over the over the past course of, of, of time, the 30-day window that, hey, you've got to have it within 30 days, you can't make changes over 30 days, or you offer all the teams their money back and an opportunity to withdraw from the contest. So basically right now we're in a uh, time period where the organizer said that he would come up with the rest of the money and pay the rest of the teams, and that's where we are. There's a 30-day window. He said that he would come up with the money, and we're giving him those 30 days. Candy Weaver joining us, president of the KCBS. Now, there were a few folks on video who mentioned that they thought that uh, KCBS had some kind of stake or responsibility regarding what happened and what could or should be guaranteed. So let me take it from this angle, Candy. Let's say that yours truly was going to be organizing a barbecue competition here in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It'll never happen, I know, but let's just be hypothetical. I reach out to KCBS to get sanctioning. If you could, Mm -hmm. kind of uh, take us through the process of what happens after you get my request. Uh, To be honest with you, Greg, I don't know as I'd know because I'm not an organizer. I'm a cook. Um, Yes, but if if I'm an organizer and I'm trying to get... uh, They fill out a sanctioning agreement. They find out what it's going to cost them as far as uh, the rep fee and any expenses that there might be and available reps for the time period that they're going to have their contest. And um, a rep is assigned. Basically, KCBS brings to the table for an organizer an established set of rules that work. It brings trained judges that know how to judge barbecue, hopefully, uh, by the rules. 
and a number of teams that follow in the KCBS circuit. KCBS warns to that organizer that they will conduct a fair and above board contest for uh, the competition and uh, to assist however it is to make that happen. All right, that make so, sense? Yeah, so let's say... Am I am I supposed to be telling KCBS at some point, here's the amount of prize money that I'm going to be have? Does KCBS not even care about that? No, KCBS does care. And yes, contests do state, here's our money, here's how we're going to pay it out. You know, there is, there is a requirement uh, that uh, contests pay the top five places. Frankly, in my opinion, I think if a contest is over a certain size, I'd like to see them pay deeper into it. Mm-hmm. But that's just because I'm kind of a deeper into it cook. Yeah, of course. Now, is the is there any type of guarantee that uh, KCBS and the organizer make in case something like this is to happen, or is that not the case at all? The contest organizer submits a piece of paper that is a prize guarantee. As far as whether that is a legally binding document, I don't know. Now, I mean, I can't even begin to fathom how many competitions have taken place. You've said only eight times has this ever happened, and I think uh, when we were talking last week in private conversation, you said that, that this was the only time that it has happened this close to turn and it had been notified it's prior. It's the only time that I know of. It may not be the absolute only time, but uh, I've never... And, you know, the crazy thing about the whole thing in St. Louis is... is it. it Surely he knew where he was going to be 30 days before. And I don't, I don't know a team that wouldn't have been there and been happy to have been there for what they did pay out. Mm-hmm. So, um, in my opinion, I think it was, in, it was unnecessary, and it's very sad. Is there an ability of KCBS to go in at some point and say, okay, well, for all the contests that are going to be taking place and they're going to be uh, X amount of prize money, you're going to be guaranteeing payouts to this many places to get that money ahead of time and put it in some type of non-interest-bearing escrow account or something like that so many days in advance of the competition so this might be avoided? Ah, yikes. Then we're in the banking business. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I mean, not really. We're not uh, we're not hedging funds and selling stocks and bonds. We're just making sure that if some guy says he's going to come up with twenty eight thousand dollars worth of prize money and he shows up with eighteen, that somewhere in advance of that, everybody would have known and other teams would have been able to make other decisions prior to getting the two hour notice. Right, I, I, I can understand that, and I think maybe it's not a bad idea. For- really new contests or really new organizers. Mm-hmm. But see, the organizer in, in St. Louis apparently followed around an existing organizer for a certain period of time and kind of knew what to do. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to that. How would that be? I have no idea how, uh, you know, board meetings work, but how would that potentially be introduced? Is that something that a board member would have to raise or, or a member would have to, to to present to the board about uh, doing some type of like a safety escrow type of thing? And I and again, I understand we're talking about this happens so few times, but now that it's well, out there, so people are... This is, it's actually happened before. There have been uh, organizers who've gotten in trouble and wanted to continue their life as an organizer, and at some point in time their funds were 
uh, escrowed. Um, I, I don't believe it's a satisfactory plan. I mean, let's face it. How many people are in the KCBS office? It's a handful. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you take on that kind of responsibility, you have to administer that kind of responsibility. And, and you know, my way of thinking is KCBS is not in the prize money business. KCBS is in the sanctioning affair contest business. It's the organizer that makes the proceeds. It's the organizer that offers the prize money. It's the organizer that puts on the event that uh, will will draw people to incre- to to bring the first or you know the whole sponsors and 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 charitable money gathering and all of that stuff. You know, we're just trying to put on a fair contest. Does KCBS That's why need when, to when do- when when a rep or anyone makes a mistake? KCBS takes care of it. Does KCBS need to do a better job of making sure that people understand, and especially cooks, because you know some of them got big mouths, that they understand the KCBS's rules and sanctioning and, and above board contests and following these specific things that are laid out, and not being in the purse portion of the contest. I would hope so, and I would hope this discussion tonight would help would help explain that. Because I think if people understand I, I, what KCBS I does, I think I think it's not a bad idea to have a disclaimer on every contest application that a team turns in. Candy Weaver joining us here on the show, president of KCBS and also uh, proprietor of Barbecuers Delight Wood Pellets. Uh, Candy, would it have been you cook a lot of con- or you've cooked a lot of contests? Um, not as many as I'd like. Of course I'm not. not. But I, I go as many as I can. Would you? Would it have been better, or, or how would you have liked to have seen this situation been handled if the guy knows he was short? What would be acceptable? Greg, this is only my opinion. Of course. I'm not speaking as president of KCPS right. or board member or anything other than a cook that if I were there... I would have liked to have seen the money paid out to the places that the, that the organizer promised. But, I mean, would you – so let me ask you this. If, if you were a cook, I mean, I'm sure you saw the video. Uh, they call a cook's meeting mm-hmm, and did. everybody, uh, you know, is told the bad news hours before turn-in start. Would it have been any better or worse if nothing was said, they turn in just as normal, and the announcement is made after turn-ins? Do you think that uh, perhaps put teams at, a, uh, at an off – setting mind knowing that what they signed up for isn't what they're going to get and now they're being told this just hours before they start turning in. Would it have been better to wait? Oh, Greg, I don't know. As a cook, Candy, but would I, you I, have I rather been what, told? That watching that video and seeing that 11 o'clock meeting, knowing the chicken turn in is in an hour, yeah. uh, that was very painful. Yeah, well... Uh, I mean, would as a cook, if you were there, would you have rather just not known and continued on through your process? Maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't have liked. You know, to, I wouldn't like to bet at that announcement. My though. preference would have been is when the organizer found out whether it had been thirty days, whether it had been fifteen days, whether it had been ten days, whether it had been seven days. These days, everybody has an email address. You can send the information out instantly. Right. Oh, I agree with that. Absolutely. Uh, Candy Weaver joining us here. It comes down to the fact that it's not going to get any better the closer you get into into when you give the awards out. Right. I think people might have gotten more angry if they'd have waited until the awards and expecting a check for 
fifteen thousand and got a thousand. Yep. Or oh. fifteen hundred and got a hundred. You know, you know what I mean. Absolutely. Candy Weaver joining us here on the show. All right, so we put a nice little uh, bow on that, and we'll see what happens from here. Uh, just got a, a few seconds left, Candy, but uh, what's uh, anything new or uh, things you guys are hashing out with KCBS right now? Well, I'm kind of excited. There's uh, something landed on my smartphone yesterday that we're playing with. It is an app that's uh, uh, for Android and smartphones and, and iPhones and, and all this stuff that'll let you uh, hopefully be able to map out where a contest is and be a GPS for you. Nice. Yeah. And that, that's going to be kind of sweet, I think. And uh, are you looking forward to the elections this year? I am. <laughs> I can't remember when there's been three empty seats at a time. You know, Gene, Gene Gorkachi in California is going to run again. Uh, I spoke to... Uh, Randy Bigler, who's handling nominations, and there are nine in so far. I am really excited about uh, who I know is running, and um, I think it's going to be exciting next year. I'm hoping that we get more cooks on board, and uh, and and new blood's always a good thing. Absolutely, uh, Candy that's Weaver. A quarter, that's a quarter of the the, the, the people on the board. That's right, three um, three seats. It is a cooking body, as I've come to understand. Mm, very much so. <laughs> Candy Weaver joins us here on the show. She is president of KCBS and owner of Barbecuers Delight Wood Pellets. If you have a pellet cooker, check her out. It's BBQRS Delight Wood Pellets. Uh, sorry, com, and uh, those are wood pellets for your uh, pellet cookers if you so have those. Candy, appreciate the time tonight, and uh, let's do it again where we can talk a little bit more uh, wood pellets and cooking next time. I'd love to. I just got a new pellet grill. All right, Candy. Well, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for coming out. Candy Weaver joining us here on the show. Um, yeah, I think you need a big fat disclaimer on there saying that uh, you don't have the money or that KCBS. I don't have a problem with KCBS saying we don't do the prize money. But there's got to be something going on there to, to guarantee what the, what the guy says or there's got to be some type of Warning, not two hours ahead. I still think that's pretty crappy of that uh, organizer to tell teams uh, two hours in advance. But I think she's right. I could have went really south really bad if that <laughs> announcement would have been made after. <laughs> Me and my great ideas. I mean, it would have been great for video. Gang, Turkey Fest 2011 is coming up November 5th. It's going to take place on Saturday. It's 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. The smoking guitar player and people at Fred's Music and Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply invite you to an all-day turkey grilling and roasting demonstration at their showroom on 214 West Lancaster Avenue in Shillington, Pennsylvania. They'll be cooking on big green eggs and other fantastic grills and smokers. And here is a rundown of the demonstration class roster. Mad Max Rosen is in, demonstrates the Mad Max turkey method. He makes his third annual show, all the Ed Heggs, and foolproof method for roasting a turkey on the Big Green Egg. That's Mad Max. Then you have Walter Carroll doing the apple cider turkey. The Big Green Egg distributor representative will be demonstrating for about the 10th time his delicious turkey roasting method flavored with apple cider. Sounds delicious. Then you got Steve Schmidt from Schmidt's Poultry in the Shillington Farmer's Market. He'll construct and cook right before your eyes a turducken. That's right, it's the chicken stuffed inside of a duck, and then you take that and jam it inside of a turkey. And then you roast it. Very 
easy to get the shock and awe of the crowd, and it's a very popular southern dish in the United States as well. And, of course, closing out the show, smoking guitar player himself, Fred Bonato, will prepare and roast a spatchcock, a spatchcock turkey, and a beer can turkey. Both hits every year. You'll learn how to roast a turkey to perfection on your grill in less than two hours. What? Less than two hours. Doesn't get better than that. The fun starts at 10 a.m. Saturday, November 5th, 2011, 214 West Lancaster Avenue in Shillington, Pennsylvania. Fred's Music and BBQ.com. Call them toll-free to book your tickets, 800-677-2882, 800-677-2882. We're back to wrap up the first hour after this. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, coming back. Second hour, uh, and we'll just uh, go ahead and wrap up here a little bit. Got to figure out how to get on the top of the hour. I'm, I'm just a shade off there. That's all right. Uh, thanks again to Candy Weaver from the Kansas City Barbecue Society joining me and kind of uh, wrapping up that event that took place two weeks ago. It was that first-time event in St. Louis where uh, the uh, organizer showed up roughly $10,000 loose, late, light. That's what it is, light in the pocket. I don't know. I mean, if I'm a cook, do I want my concentration to be flustered a bit? I don't know if you've seen the video, but if you go to Stephanie Wilson's Facebook page, you can see that there are a few less than unhappy characters like my man Bill Arnold. I didn't know you could get that dude angry. He's been on the show a couple times, and he couldn't seem more of a laid-back dude. He was in my man's face. Organizer here, Bill Arnold. Boom, right here. Yeah, he was a little less than enthused about the whole situation. And I think Candy's right. I think if you would have uh, staved off answering or or not saying anything until after the awards, you were probably looking for a fist fight at that point. Uh, At least they were given some very uh, modicum of advanced warning, knowing that their checks were either going to be in the mail, maybe, uh, or whatever their payout was going to be for that instance is going to be maybe considerably less because of uh, the shortcoming of funds. But look, I'm I'm fine with KCBS saying, look, we're rules. We're going to provide reps. We're going to make sure that everything is done right according to our rules as dictated by BOD and the Constitution and the bylaws and all this other stuff. And we are not a money company. We're not guaranteeing prize money. That is not us. That is up to the organizer. However... There are unsavory characters abound. Perhaps you've heard of the lunch shit. Right. The lunch thief who takes your lunch at work. These people are also running among us in general public. Some of them are probably organizers looking to pocket some fat cash off the backs of some other people. So there needs to be some type of law, some type of regulation in that. If KCBS isn't going to do that because they don't have the manpower, I don't know. There's going to be gray area there for sure. If nobody is there to hold the organizer's feet to the fire and the sanctioning body that is putting up the rules 
and the reps and making sure that everything is above board and, and the rules are being followed to call that a KCBS competition. If these two aren't intermingling somewhere, if there isn't another body of whatever making sure that this organizer has his money, you're going in with a crapshoot. Not everybody's going to sit there and have the testicular fortitude to let you know in advance that what you signed up for. And look, Stephanie said months and months in advance, sometimes you're signing up for these competitions. That $28,000 prize purse is nothing to sneeze at now. I don't know if you've bothered looking into the results of KCBS and FBA and seeing how many you know $28,000, $30,000 prize contests there are. That's not... You know, that's not like the norm. The norm is like 10,000 or 12,000, not 30. So be aware, be very aware. So there's got to be some way of holding the organizer accountable. And if KCBS isn't going to do it, who is going to do it? Escrow account so many days in advance guaranteeing prize money or emails being sent out to teams saying, look, something has changed here. Something has to be like, I don't, that to me, that doesn't seem that hard. Why wouldn't you want to do that? All right, we're going to uh, go into the second hour here. We're going to do a deck chef, Kent Whitaker deck chef. And then we're going to come back with a second hour. I'll probably have an opening take about something not related to barbecue, maybe related to barbecue. I don't know. And then we'll have Meathead talking about the stall scientifically. He blinded me with science. All that and more, plus your phone calls if you want to weigh in, 877-448-0433. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. You are listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks. on a great recipe are you looking for something else to do at the grill or to impress your friends when you're tailgating or you just want a fantastic recipe in the kitchen here's some good ideas that are quick and easy that's going to add a little bit of culinary flavor to everyday dishes i'm kent whitaker and join me after these messages Hey everyone, cookbook author and award-winning barbecue guru and homestyle chef Kent Whitaker here. You know, one thing I've learned over the years is that homestyle cooking can't be beat. So if you need a great cookbook that's easy to follow and is similar to having a great conversation on the front porch with family and friends, then pick up one of my books at your favorite bookstore. Sheila Simmons and I are crossing the country in search of great recipes from Texas to Georgia, from Tennessee to Alaska. So just ask for one of my cookbooks at your favorite bookstore or visit me online at thedeckchef.com. I'm Kent Whitaker, The Deck Chef. I'll see you at the dinner table. Now, I was asked the other day about this important question pertaining to eggs. Kent, what's the difference between a white egg and a brown egg? I was told that brown eggs are healthier. Now, you know, I didn't know. I wasn't sure. I've always heard that, too, that the brown eggs were healthier. So I had to do a little research. I jumped on the web and started clicking around, and I found the answer at my local grocery store's website, the Bilo Grocery Store chain. They have a nutritional section about healthy eating that's called Thrive and a dietitian named Monica. So you can go to the Bilo grocery store website, check out Thrive or Ask Monica. The question to Monica on this exact question was, what's the difference between white eggs or brown eggs? Are they healthier? And she says, no, they have the exact same nutritional value. Just one comes from a different kind of hen than the other. White egg or a brown egg, different kind of hen, and that is it. So answered my question. I hope it answers yours. Check out the Bilo Grocery Store website and also check out my website, thedeckchef.com, for some great recipes, easy tips, 
quick cooking ideas, and, of course, tailgate cooking for this football season. Until next time, I'm Kent the Deck Chef Whitaker, and I'll see you. This is Jennifer Polymus from Shalote, North Carolina, and this is Barbecue Central. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish, what? He ate 54 wieners. Oh, listen, Laverne, it's shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> You could use it to fight off creeping marauders looking to take your steaks off your grills. I just like being anywhere with Junior, Senior, and Diva. Sounds like a whole like the movie. <laughs> wow, yeah, really. Keep it hot, keep it clean, keep it lubricated. We have top men working on it right now. Ooh, top men. And just like that, we're in the second hour. In case you missed the first hour, you missed a chat with Joe Beeland. Joe won the inaugural Sam's Club event. He's won, oh man, five in a row now, I believe. Last five cooks he has taken part in, he wins. He is heading down to the Jack Daniels this weekend. I don't know if Smart Money says now he is due to not win or if he is due to win. Of course, if you're asking me, I'm telling you, he's going to win. Dude comes on the show. Wearing his, wearing his freaking shirt for crying out loud. He's been on the show like three, four, five times in the past uh, six, seven hours. So if this guy doesn't have the karma set aside for him specifically, if he, let me put it this way. If he doesn't win, I'd be surprised. That's right. If he doesn't win, if he doesn't win, I would be surprised. That being said, if he if he doesn't win, no, I won't, probably won't be that surprised either. He's having a great run. Nobody has more momentum going down, but I think the Jack Daniels is a completely different competition. You're dealing with uh, non-seasoned pallets more, more than you are seasoned pallets, and you're cooking for food editors of magazines. You're cooking for Guy Fieri, and you're cooking for... Jack Daniels VIPs and Brown Foreman VIPs, whatever you want to say. I believe it was Myron Mixon who said that he once saw carnival-style barbecued uh, pulled pork served and won the category, and it was horrific. So definitely common sense is telling you that he's the horse you want to bet on. I'm, I'm definitely putting five bucks on Joe Beelan to win. Just on a straight win ticket. But I'm going to wheel some other uh, exotic bets in there as well. And we'll see how it comes out. That's what I should do to make my millions of dollars is we should start a, instead of like off-track betting for horses, we should do OTBBQ, off-track betting barbecue. And we'll see how that makes us money. Chad, didn't you used to be a bookie? Didn't you used to be a bookie? Uh-oh. Give me my money, bitch. Just kidding. Just kidding. All right. We're going to be giving away some polishing cloths from Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. So uh, if you're interested, these are $13 value. Let me grab one. Got them right here. 
These are $13 value. You can get them while they're hot. These will polish your uh, jewels, your watches. They're fantastic. Let me open one here. I don't know if you've ever used these or not, but uh, here you go. It's uh, the Stephen DeFranco uh, jewelry. It's fabulous. It's got special emollients in it and so forth, and uh, you're going to want to do yourself a favor and uh, pick yourself up. So, so here's what you're going to need to do. You're going to need to email me, and I have six of these. So uh, first six people in telling me just first six people in. doesn't matter. I'll be able to see them roll in on time. Uh, you will be able to polish your jewels. That's right, Fred. You'll be able to polish your jewels. <laughs> Perf. Area code 316, name and where you're calling from. 316, you're on. Uh, well, that's an it's an international code. It's from the Netherlands. I'm sorry, this is who? This is Frank. Frank uh, from the Netherlands. Frank, baby! Calling from the Netherlands. Uh, Frank, good morning. Uh, good morning over there. Ah. Uh, it's four o'clock in the morning over here. Yeah, that's why I'm saying. It's good a lot of vacation, and I, yeah, well, it's goedemorgen. Good well, morning, look, more German. Frank, don't call my show and tell me how to speak Dutch. I'm going to tell you, son of a bitch. All right, uh, Frank, tell me what uh, what is happening over there. Uh, nothing much. Uh, most people are sleeping right now, <laughs> yeah, I and <bet. laughs> I've got. And I've got myself a poop park in the, in the UDS. All right. So you have uh, fashioned yourself a, a cooker over there. Do you frequent a lot of the American forums to get your barbecue knowledge? Um, not not too many frequent forums. Uh, uh, I did uh, join the barbecue forum from you, and the brethren that that those are the only forums that I visit. All right. So give us a, a quick snapshot here before I move to Meathead Frank. Um, what uh, what do the Dutch people know about American style barbecue? Is it very little? When they find out that you're making these succulent treats, are they becoming your best friends for life? What's it all about? Well, most of my friends uh, outside of the barbecue forum don't even know about pulled pork. They they go for uh, the pork chops. They go for the wieners. They go for the sausages. They go for the easy steaks, and that's it. Uh, and with my barbecue friends, we, we talk uh, all kinds of barbecue, not KCBS, but WBQA. It's the European version, and we don't have the four meats like you have. Uh, but uh, next year, there will be a KCBS judging seminar, and uh, uh, there will be a KCBS-sanctioned uh, event, and the winner of that will be an automatic uh, qualifier for the Jack next year. Is that something that you're going to be taking part in, Frank? Um, me not my, uh, not personally. I'm gonna I'm gonna go over there to uh, to uh, partake, but uh, I'm not going for the KBS event. All right. Well, uh, Frank, let me tell you this. Uh, first of all, I appreciate the fact that it's four o'clock in the morning, and for some strange reason, probably by hand of God, you have decided to tune in to the Barbecue Central radio show. And uh, quite honestly, I know you're a regular listener to the show, whether it be live or in podcast, but you're calling in live to the show tonight, so I have to say thank you very much. Uh, just in that regard, uh, is there anything else you would like to say to the Centralites before I uh, bid you a fondue? The, the floor is yours, Frank. Okay, well, uh, a couple of friends of mine are, are going through the jack this weekend. Uh, they're from the Belgian barbecue team, Matthias. 
And everybody, I would appreciate if you would give him a thumbs up over there from uh, their, their Dutch buddy Frank. Frank VW is my is my uh, login name on the, on the barbecue forum over here. So uh, I want you to wish them luck over there. Okay. All right, Frank. Well, I appreciate you calling in tonight, buddy. And we will wish uh, your friends a, a good luck over there from the Netherlands. Frank, dude, dude was calling over from the Netherlands. What? Wow. You know, I meant to ask him if it's true that the only beer they drank over there is Heineken and hookers flow like wine in the red light district. A lot of bells going off here. We're having lots of fun here. Uh, so that was Frank. Appreciate the over-the-pond call. That doesn't happen. On Name me some other uh, barbecue radio show where people are calling over from, uh, I almost said England, the Netherlands. I'm so American myopic. I only care about America. Uh, nowhere, that's where. Sons of bitches. You're, you're merely riding my coattails, vagrants. All right, so we have some uh, polishing cloths left. Whatever we don't give away, uh, we'll go on Facebook and via the Twitter. Do I even have enough to go on Pet People? I don't know. I don't. I don't. Pet People is going to have to wait. And so is 110%. But here's what is not going to have to wait. You iPhone people. I know you're one of them, Chad Ward from Whiskey Bent. So feverishly feverishly waiting for the iPhone 4S to come out. For what? Hey, loser. It's the same thing as the 4, except now it costs $100 more and it has a very annoying personal assistant. (laughs) She thinks she knows more than you. If you ask her where she was made, she's going to tell you. If you tell her you love her, she'll say things like, you don't even know me. Bitch, I didn't ask if I knew you. You're a freaking phone. I'll slam you down on the ground and put my foot in you. Phone lady. Phone lady. You have been duped, friends. It's only got 512 megs of RAM in there. I know it's got a better back camera than the 4 does and all this other stuff. You would have done better to continually to hold to continue to hold off for the, for the next iteration, the one that will change the game, the one that might actually make me an iPhone user. Right now, I am rocking the uh, Galaxy S2, which is phenomenal. It's fast. It is razor thin. It's got a eight megapixel rear. It's got a two megapixel front. So eat it, iPhone 4S. You overpaid for nothing. For what? For some computer to yell at you and tell you how stupid you are? Call into the show. I'll tell you how stupid you are. Idiot. Let me tell you who's not stupid and who's a great barbecue cook. Dave Bosca from Butcher Barbecue. That's who. Stoners. Put the doobie down and listen. Butcher Barbecue brisket injection is the best tasting marinade deemed by highly skilled and qualified judges from barbecue cook-offs sanctioned by various barbecue associations. Probably KCBS. Doesn't guarantee prize money. And from around the United States and Canada. It's a simple-to-use marinade designed to be injected into the meat to increase the moisture while intensifying the natural beef flavor. That's right. Also, time has come to earn some money. Dave was approached by uh, was approached to help with this program, and they are proud to announce Butcher Barbecue and the National Barbecue Association. They're teaming up. The NBBQA launches competition contingency program. 
The National Barbecue Association has started our own contingency sponsorship program. If you are a barbecue competitor and you have currently and you have a current paid NBBQA membership, then you could be set to win some extra cash if you meet the sponsorship criteria. You're going to have to go to Dave's website and check all that out. ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. And, of course, they have that wonderful new product that is changing the barbecue and grilling world. It's putting it on its ear as we know it. It's called Grill. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. And, again, it is something that is going to allow you to add succulents and flavor and change around flavor profiles. And what's best about grill? Well, two things. One, you can use it as a marinade. You all know how to marinate. You put something in a Ziploc bag, you slam the chicken in there or beef or whatever, you let it hang out overnight, at least for like two to four hours. Or you can inject it, because we all know that Butcher Barbecue is all about the injections, whether it be for brisket and pork and all that other stuff. He's got injectors, too, if you need them. He's got knives as well. Sharp knives to cut your fingers off. Prime dust as well. But you can do both with grill, and that's what I love best about it. You throw caution to the wind. You turn the barbecue and grilling world on its ear. You tell everybody, look, let me tell you something. You. I'm going to do it my way. And that's with grill. It's a great product. You get a two-pound bag for $25.50. Dave, also pleased to announce that he has worked out superior shipping rates through the United States Postal Service. It's priority shipping for all domestic packages. Now, all cost will be at a set rate. For orders $55 or less, you pay 7 bucks for shipping. All other orders will be 9 bucks. It's one more way to trust your butcher. ButcherBBQ.com, sponsor of the show. Check them out, ButcherBBQ.com. We're back with Meathead after this. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. We are back. 17 past the hour. Craig Goldwyn on the clock. Obviously, I'm not very happy with him because I said Craig. Look, it's very simple. I ask you to do the show because I think you can bring something to it. And then you just don't make it. Who the hell is watching a friggin' debate? Debate over what? Get that big stuff out of here. The debate should be, should I watch Rempy on the video feed and watch his ridiculous facial expressions and see how emaciated and uh, cancer-like he looks as a human? Or should I listen to him on the audio side and just conjure up uh, visions of a handsome, robust, muscular individual who has a golden throat, a set of pipes, the likes of Frank LaFontaine? But no. People, debate. Debate over injecting or not injecting. 
debate over uh, how soon or not soon to rub your butts before you put them on a cooker. Are you letting your meat sit out hours in advance because you're throwing caution to the wind and you don't care about getting bacteria and dying and puking your brains out? Or are you being safe? These are things we need to have debates about. Politics. Look, uh, hey, guess what, folks? Newsflash. Country sucks right now. Didn't know if anybody knows that. The economy's bad. People are out of work. All this great stuff that probably uh, nobody has ever found out yet. Uh, there's nothing to debate. We're in a bad way right now, okay? People much smarter than us are uh, going to fix it all, and we're going to sit in places, and we're going to throw rocks, and we're going to name call, and nothing is going to get better. And uh, this is the state we're in right now. So something has to change, of course. So there you go. Waiting on Meathead to talk uh, 877-448-0433, Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Forget about uh, Joe the Plumber. You know what I'm saying, Chad? That's exactly what I'm saying. I can't even call people to prank them. That's what, you know. Look, I have to show my political idiocy. What debate is on tonight? I was so entrenched in depth with the show and preparing and making sure that I had all of the proper accoutrements and questions to ask my guests I have no idea what's going on. If it's not phone-related or related to barbecue, I don't know what's happening. Okay? What debate? What's going on? Is it a a Republican debate or a Democratic debate or whatever? I don't even have any idea what the hell is going on. All right, look, fine. Just more time for me. Losing time. This was going to be a great segment. Segments, actually. Two segments, probably. Where uh, Craig had actually put down... And, and and broke down scientifically what the stall is. Now, I'm no barbecue expert, but I will field questions from time to time on why my brisket has reached a temperature and then it stopped. Or, heaven forbid, it has started to back off a few degrees. Why did that happen? These are things that I've never really decided that uh, were pertinent to me to look any farther into than just asking something on a message board and getting a reply back. Look, it's the process. It's when the magic happens, blah, blah, blah. Just wait through it. Eventually, it'll work itself out, and then you'll start to rise again. And sometimes the stall is longer than other, and there you go. Fine. I'm good with that. Meathead was not good with that. He had had enough of insolent clods emailing him and wasting his time because he's too busy. And he decided to get some people together scientifically and see what this whole stall actually is. And he made a rather debateful, is that a word? Mad uh, made a, a rather debateful post on his blog. So if you haven't seen it, amazingribs.com. I believe it's under like uh, tips and techniques or something like that. Uh, worth the read. Some people do not agree. It sparked a huge thread over on Barbecue Brethren. Go chase that down, bbq-brethren.com. Go into, I believe it was just under the general barbecue section, and you can see it was like 10 pages or something. As soon as I see more than five, I can't read it. I just don't read. What can I tell you? It's not that I can't read. Well, maybe a little, but I choose not to read anything in length that I have to catch up on. That's a lot of pages now because Brethren like runs their pages 
35 posts deep or something like that. I can't do that. I'm not that. Not that guy. I can't do it. But the post itself, or the blog entry itself, very worth the read. So go check it out, amazingribs.com. I'm, I'm sure we'll have to reset Craig for next week, I guess. Hey, Craig, guess what? <laughs> you for standing me up. <laughs> you. All right, feel better. Now I have room for this take. has nothing to do with barbecue, and I apologize up front. Let me get a drink in. It has come to my... Look, I was down in Washington, D.C., as I had told you guys in the front of the show. Had some business down there. Was trying to uh, tie up some contract talks with some major, major people, some top men in the industry. And regardless of how well it did or did not work out, okay? Chad, sometimes it's good to leave the illusion of swearing. You'll see that. You're good. You're, you're developing as a host. You'll see when and when not to use the F-bomb. You're just a brutally honest person that likes to say F a lot. Mirror it. Work with it. Have some fun with it. So I was down in the nation's capital talking with top men about uh, potentially syndicating the show and working up contracts and all this other stuff. And uh, we were also going down to visit my wife's sister, who lives just outside in Herndon, where I ate at that horrific restaurant, Red Hot and Blue. And she, potentially my fault, a little bit, they have pets. Okay, they have a couple dogs, they have a cat. I'm not, I hate cats anyway, who cares? I'm just not a pet guy, I don't have any pets. I had a dog growing up, I I was ambivalent to the dog, I don't care. Um, I'm not against people that have dogs, that's fine. Have your dog, that's cool. Something... There, there needed to be a dialogue uh, or, or pretend, uh, potentially a, a more in-depth dialogue than maybe what took place with uh, my wife of uh, now 14 years. Did I mention that it's uh, my 14th anniversary today? <laughs> Getting it on. Getting it on. Get it and my sister-in-law about my kids who are just, I hate to say it, they're pussies. They're scared of everything, and especially dogs, which is fine. I mean, kids this age, 10, 8, and 6, it's not like unless you've been raised around them, you're innately scared. They're a little startling. They can be intimidating, especially to a 6-year-old. You have a, I think it's a full-blood German, full German Shepherd. It's like 100 pounds. It's very intimidating dog, even to me as a grown-ass man, let alone somebody who, you know, dog's bigger than the kid. So we get down there, and evidently there wasn't enough dialogue or enough understanding between the two ladies on uh, you know how this whole thing was going to go down. So when we got there, dogs very excited, kids very excited, all of this stuff. Little one is not taking so well to the German Shepherd, which is understandable. Looks, I mean, the dog looks intimidating. You've seen German Shepherds. They look like they could bite your throat out and would be happy to do it. I'm not saying this dog is that dog, okay? Just going off of looks, they're intimidating dogs. That's why police use them and why you use them as guard dogs. They like to you know, be all intimidating, kind of like me. So after about four hours, the dog had uh, the little girl backed up in the corner. She was a little spooked out. And this is where I have to start separating now. There's, uh, there's two kinds of, of pet owners I have found out now. And I'm going to explain them to you here in a second. But here's what happened. We were there no longer than four hours. That's right. No longer than four hours. 
We were packing up, and we were heading out. No. Get that big stuff out of here. What happened, you might ask? Well, let me tell you. Uh, at some point in time, my in-laws also came down. They were bringing some stuff down for my sister-in-law. And uh, the kid was freaking out about the dog, which I completely understand. I was sitting in the couch. I didn't actually see it happen. Uh, blah, blah, blah. My mother-in-law tells my sister-in-law that she should crate the dog up because, you know, freaking the, freaking the kid out. Well, that was not good enough for my sister-in-law. She was very upset with the recommendation that she caged the dog, uh, that she didn't feel that the dog was doing anything wrong. Nothing was happening. Uh, the kid was just scared. And, uh, you know, she the, the kid was kind of running around and the cans were up in the air and it was drawing attention to it. Uh, you know, Marley was drawing attention to herself and that was exciting the dog and this and that and the other. Well, look, she's six years old. Her hands are going to go like this. She's going to be running around. She was just in the car for seven freaking hours when we were driving from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city down to the nation's capital to visit with top men the following day. She's going to have a little excess energy to burn off. She's scared of freaking dogs. So here's where the dialogue potentially didn't take place. What happens when or if one or two or three girls become fantastically afraid of the dog. What happens then? And then we can make our decision on where we want to go from there. Evidently, that didn't take place. So when my mother-in-law made the uh, suggestion to create the dog, my sister-in-law just blew up about it. We packed up. We were out of there. You know, we were like, we were out. So there you go. We were there and then we were not up in there. And what I have come to surmise after evaluating uh, something that uh, had to take place that we didn't uh, figure out taking place, we didn't expect to have to go then stay in a hotel room for the next two nights while we were down in D.C. We were there to visit, you know, my sister-in-law and her husband, who I love, and it didn't work out that way. And here's what I've come to surmise, folks. And you uh, guys on Instant Chat, you feel free to weigh in. And think if, if my two, uh, these are, are pet people, pet guys, if you want to call them. You have, two, you have two versions. The first version is this pet person. They have pets. They may or may not be related to you. You may or may not be driving far distances to visit them. They are pleased that you are bothering to, to make the trip down. And they will go over and above to accommodate you, somebody who does not have dogs in their house, somebody who has small children and could potentially be intimidated by any type of dog, whether it be a shit zoo, I didn't use the beep there, Chad, or a full-blooded or Rottweiler or pit bull or anything in between, bull mastiff, English mastiff, whatever you want, whatever dog you like. But they are under the uh, impression right off the bat that they will go over and above, they will be extremely hospitable in the fact that if something is going awry with your children and the dog, they will put the dog in a cage, or perhaps they will even offer a front to put the dog in a kennel for the two days that you're going to be there. So there, there isn't any of this potential ickiness that actually transpired when we were down there with my sister-in-law. The, that's one type. That's, um, I don't want to say polite pet owner, but that's somebody that realizes that the human interaction of not seeing you and making the effort to get down there, and we're all going to have a good time together. We're going to see uh, United States, United States. We're going to see Washington D.C. All of this great stuff together as people. And again, I might be coming off as a little anti-pet, but I'm not. But they're going to go over and above to make sure that 
the human aspect is preserved, and they can uh, forego the, the, the pet interaction for 24 hours or 48 hours or whatever the case may be. That's pet owner number one. I know a lot of those pet owners. I appreciate those pet owners. Then there's pet owner number two. Get that big stuff out of here. You know who you are. Because if I didn't just describe you and you own pets, I'm about to describe you. And you're probably not going to like me very much. But guess what? I don't care. I really don't. Because I understand. In the core of my very being, I understand that you love your pet more, potentially, more than humans. I've heard people say it all the time. I love my pet more than human beings. I'd rather be living with pets and animals and humans. Well, you say that until you actually have to go out and live outside and eat dog food and lick your ass and balls. Then it's not so fun anymore. Then it becomes very real. And then you want to live with other people in a house and eating food like steak and hot dogs. Not licking your balls and ass. Because you can, right? Because why does anybody do anything? Because they can. Dogs lick their balls and their ass because they can. Okay? There's no other reason. There's no other reason. Anyway. You, secondary pet owner, love your pet. And you have no idea. You are clueless. You are aloof. And you can't understand why anybody could even be remotely afraid or intimidated or standoffish to your pet. I'm not talking about, you know, cats. Maybe if you have an allergy to a cat. I was once scratched in the face by a cat. I just hate cats. All cats should die as far as I'm concerned. I don't like cats. But I like dogs. I'm a dog guy. I like dogs. I'm not going to own one, but I like them. Neighbors have dogs. Had a dog growing up, all this great stuff. But when the dog is not jiving well with the human element that is in the house, this type of pet owner, part two, thinks that uh, the, the foreign people that are in the house, this is something that they're going to have to get used to and have to accommodate with. Now, in certain instances, I'm not necessarily unrelenting to that fact. If it was a small dog uh, or something that I feel that uh, my youngest daughter was going to be able to work through within that uh, three, four-hour time frame, I would have had no problem staying there and telling her, look, man, you just got to toughen up. But this dog could have easily yanked my throat out, let alone the six-year-old's. No clue. This pet owner thinks that the kid is inciting or the children or the strange guests in the house are the ones that are inciting the dog. This is our problem. Hey, newsflash, six-year-olds run around the house. Six-year-olds go like this when they see huge dogs that could bite their guts off. Okay? That's what happens in real life. They're just scared of dogs. They're bigger than them. Anything that, they're, that is bigger than them and they look intimidating, they're scared of. These are things that happen. So when you then decide that it's the human element that is being the issue. The only thing that is going to change the mind, and I'm not even sure this 100%, the only way that they're going to go ahead and put their dog away or make any type of adjustment separating the dog and the human element here is if the dog is actually growling or, heaven forbid, uh, takes a strike at one of the, uh, one of the kids or, or one of the adults for that matter. You know, then maybe it registers that something isn't right here and there needs to be a change made in the immediate area. Not pet owner number one. Pet owner number one, 
already taking the dog away, putting it in another, keeping it outside, putting it in an attic, keeping it gated off from somewhere else, keeping it separated from everybody else to maintain the human aspect. Pet owner number two doesn't give a rat's ass about any of that. People need to adjust to the pet. I understand. We've come to your house. It's your house. That's where the dog lives. That's their element. And, you know, do we need to conform? I don't know. I don't know. I'm higher up on the food chain than the dog. We made the effort to come down and see you. So I do understand to a point, depending on size of the dog, if that would need to be accommodated by us. I don't think I was wrong in this instance. We had to get that. We had to get out of there. It wasn't going to get any better. And then having my sister-in-law blow up and make it such a, a to-do was very uh, unsettling to me. Didn't like to see that. Didn't want to have to make that whole trip down for my kids to then be having to, to take away from their aunt and their uncle, who they were very excited to see. But look, we made a day of it. I hung out with top men in D.C., and then we were able to uh, sightsee downtown Washington. If you follow me on the Facebook or the Twitter, you saw some pictures that I was able to take. And we did some walking now. Parked up on 9th Street. We came all the way down, watched, uh, saw the uh, Natural History Museum, the Smithsonian, the, uh, the Natural History, American History Museum, the Monument, the Lincoln uh, we saw Jefferson, but we didn't go over to him. We saw the big pool that is just a big mud rectangle. Uh, we saw the National Aquarium, which should be nicknamed the National Ripoff. Let me tell you something. Here. Don't go in there. Family of five, 35 bucks. 20 minutes later, you're walking out wondering, how the hell did I get raped like that? And I didn't even see it coming. I didn't even see it coming. Well, it happens. It happens, and you have to be careful because next time it could happen to you, and that's not good. All right, so still no meathead. Anyway, sorry, I needed to wrap that up a little bit. So there are your two types of pet people. Uh, you can call in, weigh in if you want to. Let me know if I'm wrong. There's a overly accommodating pet person, and then there's, unless your kid just got bit by my dog, I don't give a shit, and your kid is going to have to adjust to my pet. You're at my house. <laughs> that's fine. That doesn't earn you many visits back from the top hosts in the barbecue and grilling industry. Again, quick reminder about a guy who was just in the house last week. Stephen DeFranco. Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. First of all, go to the website if you haven't already. Barbecue Central uh, Radio Networks. Then go down, scroll down to the banner. It's called Stephen DeFranco. Click on that. Steve has gone through painstaking lengths to put together a barbecue landing page for the Central Lights. I think he even uses the term Central Light there in the landing page. Letting you know that he's a barbecue guy. We talked about how he got in the jewelry business last week. We talked about how he got into this whole barbecue, how he picked out his pit, classes that he has taken, experiences he has had. He's one of us. But more than that, he's a guy now that we can say, hey, we know that guy in the jewelry business. He's got all of his stock now in for the holidays, all the new Accutrons, all the new Bolivas, the Citizens, and the Philip and Company watches. They're right there in the store ready for you to purchase. He's got Christmas layaway available at no extra charge. There's nobody doing layaway anymore in this country. Stephen DeFranco is doing that. If you find a watch for your honey, hell, if you find a watch for yourself, like Steve said, as guys, we don't really bling out too much. Get a watch, man. Do yourself a favor. Lay it away. Pay a little bit at a time. And then wrap it up and give it to yourself. Be all surprised on Christmas. Like, oh, 
Who got me this watch? Oh, that was me. I'm awesome. Tell me you wouldn't want a sweet-ass Accutron around your wrist. So when you got your call to win that category or that overall grand championship, you can walk that aisle in style and profile, baby. Woo! Like the Nature Boy. That's right. Nature Boy wears awesome watches. You can, too, and you can afford it. 30% off if you mention uh, my name, Greg, and the term Barbecue Brother. It's on the Accutron line of watches. It's the last week we're doing it. So if you spotted one, take advantage of it now. Pick it out. Call in. Tell them you want the 30% off Accutron watch. Mention my name, Greg, and the term Barbecue Brother. You get an extra 50 bucks off. Plus, we'll ship it to you free no matter where you are. Free batteries for life. A whole watch maintenance program that you're not going to get anywhere else. He's got a bunch of other stuff in the store, too, that you can see online. Buy with confidence. I have bought a number of things from Steve. Trusted, trusted, both in person and online. You can call him. Talk to him. Just talk shop with him. Watches. Don was talking to him about watches. He doesn't even carry the other week. StephenDeFranco.com. Find him on the Barbecue Central Radio Network's homepage. Click on the Stephen DeFranco banner. Take advantage from there. I doubt we're going to have another segment with Craig Goldwyn, but I am hopeful you're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. We are back. Let's go to the hotline and pick up Craig Goldwyn. Yeah, nothing. Two words, rat bastard. All right, we still have some polishing cloths left to give away. We have two already out. I believe this was a request for a third one here. Uh, That was Don... Don Gray. Don, if you're listening, you need to email me. Uh, email me the request. Please. Let me finish this up. Talk amongst yourself. Here's the discussion. Hang meat gold, Meathead Goldwyn or shoot him by firing squad. All right. Hang. Yeah, don't worry. No more dog talk. But what do you want me to do? Talk about the stall method? Guess what? I don't have the stall method. Uh (laughs) It's across uh, pet people off the takes list. You might be wondering, how does he come up with these fantastic rants about stuff? Well, the mood just hits me, and then I got to write it down. Because guess what? Probably like most of you, I forget a lot of stuff. I probably got a whole bunch of great rants that I've never even done because the moment they hit me, 
until I can find something to write it down. And I know the Galaxy S2 does have some type of a voice recorder, but I don't like to have a lot of crap on my phone. Let me show you here. I like to, you know, have my nice wallpaper be unobtrused. I don't want a lot of stuff on my homepage. I don't. I don't have stuff over to the left. I don't have stuff to the right. It's just one thing. But I might have to do that. I might have to use voice talk on this Google. What the hell is this thing called? Galaxy S2. Better phone than your iPhone 4S. Lemmings. <laughs> All right. So we're looking forward to a fantastic Jack Daniels weekend that is coming up. Uh, there's a, a, a huge field, and we're very looking forward to seeing who is actually going to uh, come out on top of that. And we'll uh, we'll have to hang tight and see. You know, it's my opinion, and I thought somebody, I thought I saw somewhere, uh, somebody said that the Jack Daniels of this year was a KCBS sanctioned event. I believe that is incorrect. I don't believe that the KCBS has ever sanctioned the K uh, has ever sanctioned. The Jack Daniels. I don't believe uh, Brown Foreman would allow that to be a sanctioned event, to have KCBS be able to put its name on something that it has really grown over the last, I think this is the twenty is the 27th year or some shit like that. But they, they, do, they do allow their judges to come in. They do allow a panel to come in and train the judges that they have invited especially for this magical event that takes place towards the end of every October. They are sworn in as judges, yet it is not a KCBS event. So, okay, here's Chad Ward. It is on their website, yes, but the white meat requirement on chicken should make it non-KCBS. Yeah, well, KCBS... Hold on a second here. I'm going to go right to the event. Third and Jack Daniels. Well, yeah, you know what? I think, I don't think that's right. I don't think it is a sanctioned event. I think they have it on there because KCBS is all around that. Almost incestuously, I might add, to the point of them training judges and all that. But I don't think there has to be a garnish in the boxes. Oh, wait a minute. What am I saying? What? Of course, there doesn't have to be judge uh, garnish in the boxes at KCBS events. Of course. I'm glad somebody called me out on that. Oh, wait, that was me calling myself out. I don't think this is a sanctioned event, although it is listed. I just uh, checked it out. That it, uh, Hold on one second. I'm breaking format. Yeah, this is, a, I'm a, this is an AT&T phone. Scott, you see right there it says AT&T. Galaxy S2. It was released like uh, three weeks ago. Hook up. It's a fabulous phone. So thin, so light, so fast. Sexy. Why doesn't the KCBS do a a bigger push? And I think they're just happy with any of that follow a fall off media. You know how like you have a buddy that you he's like the stud with muscles, and you go to the you go to the bar with him. You're his wingman. You just get his cast off poon. I think that's what the KCBS is in regards to the Jack Daniels competition. They're just happy to get any of that cast-off poon that 
Jack Daniels happens to throw to them. It's not a KCBS-sanctioned event. If you win the Jack Daniels competition, it is not going to increase your points total for KCBS Team of the Year. But it is all a KCBS-judged competition. Now, there is that white meat category, which makes it uh, a non-traditional KCBS competition. However, it couldn't be any more KCBS. You have reps there. Carolyn Wells is there every year. Um, I don't know. There's there's a little too much gray area in that for me. But once again, who am I? I mean, I'm just uh, I'm a nobody here, and I'm happy to have us you know talk about this barbecue thing. Let's see. Somebody just had another question here. Uh, where'd it go? Yeah, AT&T, Scott, cost. Oh, the Galaxy S2, 199 right now. So it's competing with the iPhone 4. Now, let's remind you, does it come with an, evo- uh, an annoying virtual assistant called Siri? No. It does have Vlingo uh, that is incorporated into it uh, that you don't have to download through the App Store, which I like. I'm getting something in here. Uh, all right. Um, you have an eight megapixel rear facing camera, which is huge, just as good as the iPhone 4s. You have a two megapixel front facing camera, which is just as good as the iPhone 4s. Now, this one does have a dual core processor. The iPhone 4s uh, has a dual core processor. This one has one gig of RAM. Uh, and or I'm sorry, one meg of RAM. Uh, the other, the iPhone 4s only has 512. It was rumored to have one meg, uh, but it only has 512. So there you go. Thinner than the iPhone 4s, and you have the ability to, you know, the only thing that I there's two things I don't really like about iPhones: the fact that you have to use iTunes in order to get stuff on and off your phone and to back it up. I don't like that. I would rather use over-the-air processes like you do with the Google and, and Gmail. Secondly, you can pop the, top off, uh, pop the top off the back of this, and I can put in a bigger memory chip. You can't do that with iPhone. You, it's a sealed unit. You either buy 16, 32, or 64, and you have to live with that space. So you're either forced of having to scrimp and not put everything on there, or you have to buy up in order to put all of your media onto one phone. Because let's face it, some of you people have iPods as well. And you're looking to consolidate devices. So now you might have to buy up a unit on the iPhone to make sure that you have uh, the ability to put everything on one phone. I like consolidating devices. I'm all for that. But I just have to pop the back off of this phone and put in a bigger memory chip. I don't know. Yeah, what about that uh, meat glue? What the hell is meat glue? Who just said that? Yellow nuts. Yeah. Well, I don't know too much about the meat glue per se. And does anybody know about meat glue? Where's Dave? Dave Bosco, you still in the house? Usually he's. Uh, usually he's in bed by now, which I can understand. 
I can appreciate and adore that in a, in a manly way. I'm not going to Google it. I'm busy hosting a radio show, Yellow Nuts. As a matter of fact, this is where I take a break. I've had to readjust the whole timing of the show because we're garnering attention with sponsorships. Shane Draper has come on from drapersbbq.com. We have Butcher Barbecue. We have Room. This is Imagine. Friends, if you had a barbecue product or service and you wanted to get it out to people that directly, like a target market, everybody that downloads this show has an interest in barbecue or grilling, outdoor live fire cooking in some form or fashion. This is a target audience. You can advertise. You can get your message across to the exact audience that you want by doing an advertising partnership with this show. Right now, you hear the music, you hear me talking. Three minutes... You get your product talked about by me and is downloaded over 50,000 times a month, not to listen, not to mention all of the live listeners that get to listen to it each and every Tuesday. You have archives on Barbecue Central Radio Network. You have archives on iTunes, all the major podcast directories. It stays, your commercial, my read, stays with that show forever. Five years from now, if somebody downloads this show, they would hear your particular item being talked about. This is the only spot that we have left because other people have found it to be a beneficial vehicle for them. You can be the last final sponsor right here, right in this spot of the show. Everybody would be hanging on my words. You would be getting orders. It would be fantastic for you. Sponsorship of the show. Just email me, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. It might be more or less expensive than you might think. What do you think about that? I've left it very open. All right, we'll wrap up the second hour coming up after this. to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we're uh, wrapping up the second hour. This is where I tell you uh, that uh, Craig Goldwyn has been a great guest. You should visit AmazingRibs.com and taking your reaction on the stall. Well, guess what? Didn't happen. Get that big stuff out of here. Yellow Nuts, you need to call into the show. And uh, we need to hash it out. I think you'd be a good guest. Yellow nuts. Is that is that what it is? Your dog lifts his leg, but he can't get that urine stream over his ball sack. And he goes pee-pee on his testicles. Got to be it. 877-443-0... What the hell? 877-448-0433. 877-448-0433. Look at Don G. This guy, man's man, Don. I got to be honest. And I don't mean that in a weird way. Here's obviously what uh, 
what was it? Blue, blood glue. Many pit masters have long. Oh, see, hold on. Many pit masters have a have long believed that the stall was caused by. Oh, now hold on a second, Don. I thought you were doing meat glue. Son of a bitch. I am not gonna. I already read that. The point is, we were gonna have the guy that put in the time and effort on the show. It is Tuesday, right? God, man, I'm. I gotta be honest. I'm a little pissed off right now that I didn't get my second hour in. You had to suffer through my dog hating post rant. And uh, the fact that I was quoting uh, Scott some uh, Galaxy S2. Scott, if you're still you know, interested in the phone and you have AT&T service, I can actually upgrade you at my store and I can ship you the phone for free. And if you don't like it, you can just take it back to your own corporate store. Hook your brother up here. Just uh, get in touch with me. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. If any of you have AT&T phone service, this is so shilly of me. I can do an upgrade for you. I can waive your upgrade fee. Just let me know. I'll save you the 18 bucks. And I can, you know, as long as we have the phone in stock that you like wherever you are, I can, we ship it to you free right overnight UPS. No problem. Well, it might not be overnight, but we'll ship it to you for free UPS. And uh, that way we can uh, both help each other out. So it's uh, interesting to see that uh, you guys had to suffer through, uh, you know, all of that. So I, I would imagine that uh, next week's show will look something like, a, a, a regular contributor to the show in one segment, and then probably a rescheduled Meathead Goldwyn, but maybe not. He's very busy. This is typically the only time of the month when he is able to free up time from whatever he does and uh, join me. So I would love to get that conversation in about the stall because he did put a lot of time and effort into bringing that to the masses. And uh, we'll probably have a Jack Daniels winner. And then it's, uh, you know, one of those things. We'll see what happens. Hopefully we can get him on. When I read the stall, I was very uh, excited to read about, uh, you know, what it was all involved and, and why he thought that uh, it, it did what it does. And he created a little buzz in the uh, barbecue community. Uh, but, all right. Uh, let's go to area code 530. Name and where you're calling from. All right. Uh, let's go to area code Oh, boy. Jeez, oh, Pete. Dude, you can't listen to the show in the background and call the show. It's just like regular radio. You you weren't even listening to me. You were hearing the echo. Turn your speakers off and call back in if you're going to do it like that. Now we're turning uh, Now we're turning time quickly away. Uh-oh. Well, now this is where we wrap up, I guess. What can I tell you? No thanks to Meathead. Sorry, no thanks to Meathead. Look, let me use this last minute to uh, go ahead and preface what is supposed to happen when you call into the show. It's like regular radio. If you're listening, maybe I need to reopen the show with this next week. But if you're going to call into the show, there's not a lot of calls that happen. I know a lot of people are scared. They don't want to look foolish. I understand that. It's very nerve-wracking to call into a show and get an opinion across and not sound like you're fumbling over your words. I understand I was once in your shoes. Now I'm a brilliant host who has command of the English vernacular like no other person with a microphone. So, let me tell you this. If you're listening to the show, turn it off. Then make your phone call into the show. 
when I pick you up, you will be able to hear me through the handset. And that's all you need to do. You will not get lost in the echo monster, as we call it. This is going to be a weird transition, I think. You won't get lost in the echo monster, okay? Because when I picked that guy up, I could hear me in the background. Nothing makes me want to hang up quicker than hearing me talk to myself five seconds ago. Because when I said, name and where you're calling from, I had already said that and I was waiting for an answer. It's not going to get you a long time on the show. Next time, next week, buddy, 530, next week, you call in. Follow the rules right. I will let you get your takeout. We'll go from there. I promise. I swear to God and Jesus Christ, I will let you come on the air next week. Follow the rules. All right. Let me thank Joe Beelan, Tippy Canoe Barbecue, TippyCanoeBBQ.com is the uh, website. Good luck to him at the Jack Daniels this weekend. Who thinks we're going to be talking to him next Tuesday? Also, thanks to Candy Weaver, KCBS president, for joining us, talking about uh, what you should and should not expect when you get sanctioning from that. We should look in more into that down the road to get some other opinions from people. Also, no thanks to Meathead Goldwyn for breaking down the stall. want to remind you to help control your rusty grill grate population. Season your raw cast iron a each and every time. Little Pam, little Crisco, let it bake in as those grates are cooling down years of flawless service also. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. We'll look for you again next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And until then, this is your program host and proud U.S. American Greg Rempe. Good night now. <laughs>